Welcome to True Freedom, a new podcast for you if you're searching, longing, if you know there's something more you need in life. Hi, I'm your host, Richard Stokes, and our guide for this podcast is Bodie Aldridge, transformational leadership coach, author, teacher, and great friend of mine. Now, each week we explore a topic or a theme that is likely to matter to you and your life right now. I'll put some questions to Bodhi and he'll share his profound wisdom around that topic. The idea is you can take that wisdom and see how it feels to you. Sit with it, ponder it, live with it a little and maybe do something with it. This is our invitation to you and our offer is to provide a map to this territory and some tools for how to navigate it and this wonderful journey of life that you're on. Now, we really invite you to come and play with this podcast. We want to hear from you, your thoughts and questions, and more of that on how to get involved in the show notes. Just to say, we're several episodes into this first series, and the response has been incredible. We love how you're getting involved. You're asking questions about the the content that's come up so far. You're making suggestions for future episodes, and you're leaving those all-important reviews on Apple Podcasts. So thank you for that. We are deeply grateful. Please keep sharing and please keep using this amazing wisdom. So this week, we are going to be talking about leadership. Now, that is a broad subject area with lots of noise and lots of interest around it. And what we want to do is to create some value for you through some clarity on what we mean and what Bodhi means by leadership. Whether you're running your own business or you're a leader within a corporate organization, this is entirely relevant to you. So we're going to be looking at, great question, what is leadership? What is a good definition of leadership? What are different types of leadership that we feel are important? And how importantly can you find the freedom to lead and the freedom to flourish within whatever organization or setup that you're in? As I said, whether you're running your own business or you're working within a bigger corporate structure, there are ways to find that leadership to ways to find greater freedom. So intro done. I just want to say hello to Bodhi. Thanks, Rich. Yeah, good to be here. Another juicy topic. As always, we only we only pick from the, the, the juiciest fruits from the tree of life that we want to. Uh, I said, right, to, this one especially, some some clarity through and value just through a sense of just getting to the nub of what leadership is. So I, I want to start right there, Bodhi. When big big subject area, but what does leadership mean to you? Yeah, it's interesting. So fundamentally, leadership is influence. And as per the intro, often we automatically think about business, running your own business, being in a business. Yet, obviously, you know, I work with high-performing athletes. There are leaders in sporting teams. You know, I believe that in family units, there is leadership. And interestingly, across all of that, the influence can be formal and informal. So working with a lot of business owners, yeah, when I walk into an organisation, there may be formal leadership titles, yet the influences, and we all know that word these days, <laughs> are often yeah. the informal influence. If you want to change a system, it's the informal influences that have as big, if not bigger, impact on the system. And they don't necessarily have the titles. And so I believe everybody mm. in a system effectively is a leader because they're influencing the system somehow. Yeah, no, I love that. Absolutely. That le- leadership is not a title. 
it's an attitude uh, and every everybody can do it and I work with like you lots of different people within organizations and I, I talk to the most junior people and I remind them that they are leaders mm -hmm. right because they've got a role as you said they are influencing uh, if they choose to and how they choose to through it through an organization so I really like that that that, that essence yeah 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 and interestingly so when we think about freedom true freedom uh, certainly most business owners you know certainly that I worked with and I think the studies show that most people either start their own business or buy a business because they're searching for freedom hmm. and in corporate in organizations yet yeah, the seduction of leading in a formal role is it will give you more autonomy and freedom now we'll talk about how that plays out because mm. one of the things I find with business owners is they start yeah, and they feel like they're running the business yet unfortunately gets to the point where the business is running them. Right. And so if we really start to unpack this lens of leadership through freedom, um, hopefully we can show our listeners yeah, a different way. Yeah. Great. So this is going to be our, our, our territory today talking about this area of influence and how to find that level of influence how to play that influence um and and, and different types of, of leadership approach i did talk about some different um types of leadership actually in the intro so should we just um step through those i think that would be a good framework early on that i know we're going to come back to a lot during the episode yeah the the three key types of leadership are self-leadership relational leadership and systemic leadership hmm. and I'll unpack those a little bit more so that you know a lot of there's lots of books on leadership you know leadership qualities leadership styles yet what I want to do is dig a little bit deeper to really explore yet particularly self-leadership and relational leadership and so self-leadership fundamentally as it says is yep what's influencing me and we know, and we've mentioned in previous podcasts, that what influences your behavior are your thoughts, your words, your feelings, and your energy, your energetic field. So as a self-leader, it's about being rigorous with yourself. How am I showing up? Yeah. Starting with self. Yeah. Remember what you think, what you speak, what you feel, you create. And so the impact and influence you have as a leader starts with self. It leads into relational leadership and systemic leadership, which we won't touch on too much today. Yet for those listeners that are moving through their leadership journey, you get to the point where it's important, obviously, to be aware of yourself. It's crucial to notice your relational leadership yet you also then have to be aware of the system or the organization you're constantly in systemic work which i've studied um, intensively fundamentally the system now whether that's 10 people in a business yet yeah, or 10,000 people in a corporate the system is presenting symptoms all of the time not cause and again, like going to the doctor, we see these symptoms where people aren't buying in, staff engagement, alignment, purpose, all these. Yep, we've got to go back to the cause deeper and deeper. 
And again, the systemic aspect we may touch on another time in the bigger mm. picture. Um, but I'd like to focus a lot on self and then touch on relational leadership. Yeah. Let's start with self then, because I think already in there, you, you mentioned that there's, you know, there's thousands and thousands of books on, on leadership style. It, it seems to me often it is a, a projection of this is how you should be versus, as you're talking about, how you are. Is that is that fair to say that we're missing a trick straight from the, the offered leadership? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, those styles and traits, you know, we all have it, um, yet what informs them? Yep, are your thoughts, yeah, again, your feelings, your energetic system. You could be the best strategic thinker, but if you're a pain in the butt in the boardroom, then that's not useful. Mm. That's not what I would call useful self-leadership. And so a lot of the books are around strategic thinking, decision-making, time management, yep, all of that are useful tools, but what's informing it? Mm. And as your listeners know, through this series, most people show up running the I'm not good enough. Yeah, I'm not lovable and valuable. Yeah, so a lot of those leaders may have most incredible cognitive ability. You know, they may have incredible strategic ability. Again, if they're coming from the not good enough, usually they're not the most influential people that and people and that people want to follow. And a simple rule for the listeners is whether you're in corporate or whether you're running your own business, the 80-20 rule. Yeah. So the most successful leaders, the most successful business owners, the aim is to spend 80% of the time where you add the most value and 20% of the time, obviously, in the rest of the business. But when I work with leaders and business owners, what I find it's the other way around. Yeah. Each of our listeners have a superpower. They know the value they bring to their business, to their organization. And if you really want to get into the flow, remember freedom and flow, hand and glove. Yeah, that's a simple measurement. Where's my time going? Yeah. And the aim is, and certainly when I work with business owners, Every business owner I've worked with across the globe, what I say to them, if you spend 80% of your time where you, where you add the most value, how's your business going to go? And they're like, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, It's like, yeah. it doesn't mean you don't do, get the other things done. You don't have to do them. You just have to make sure they get done. Yeah, I mean, I, just right there, I'm just thinking if you even do that exercise that you just talked about, where am I spending my time? Because we all have... You know, diaries and calendars and often we're a bit of a slave to them but if you start to look at that and go you know is is that my best use of my time um, am i adding most value when i'm in this this sort of role or applying this sort of uh skill set uh and you know look at look at the answer and see what you can do with that you know and in my my reflection on just what you're saying it, it, what i've observed both working in corporates and now coaching people in corporates is the almost the further you go up the the hierarchy uh, of an organization, the more people find themselves not doing roles that are 80% of their superpowers. <laughs> it's covering other areas. It's doing all that admin stuff that they don't like to do. It's people who frankly are not great people managers being asked to be people managers when their skills lie in other areas. Uh, and this seems symptomatic of a lots of organizations. Yeah. 
And as you know, it, there's upward leadership and, and downward leadership to use that vertical frame, particularly in corporate. Um, again, the skill is when we get into this self-leadership and when we do the deeper dive into self and we talk about the energetic self, we talk about the vertical core, we talk about the desires. Yeah, one of the skills is where your passion is where your desire is, where you add the most value, that energy. Yeah. Can I also bring it to the invoices? Can I also bring it to the admin? Can I also bring it to the conversations? Because to be a wholehearted leader, yeah, you've got to have the ability from the inside out. Remember, it's always leadership from the inside out. That energy you can tap into at any time. It doesn't mean you spend all your time doing invoices yep, or doing people management, as you say. Mm. Yet once you cultivate and start to master your internal states, then you can bring them to any aspect of your organisation. And that's where we really move into mastery, particularly from self-leadership. Uh, okay, so that, that, that lovely description there of... You know, obviously, we, we've we've maybe done the audit. We know where we should be spending our time, and we made this choice. How do we? How would you advise people to start to 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 get into that? As I say, making that choice of this is where I'm going to spend my time. Um, this is how I'm going to notice, start to notice my influence, notice my showing up in a different way. Well, again, as as we've said in these episodes, the easy measure first up is when you meet the external world. Am I coming from resistance or am I coming from flow? So that's already starting to tell you what's going on mm. from your internal state. Now, if you're in flow, then the, the simple way when I work with clients is if you want to know what your values are, yep, show me your diary for the last month. Yeah. So remember, beliefs are what we hold to be true. Values are what we hold to be important. And 90, 95% of this is subconscious. So your behavior is giving me the clue. I really want to get fit. I just don't go to the gym. I really want to add value through my superpower. I just don't do it. So what's that all about? What's that resistance about? Now, often, particularly in corporate, people can suddenly become the victim. Yet mm. I can't because of the boss. I can't because of the culture. Yeah, and it's the same in organisations. I can't because my team won't do it. Yeah, that's just victim energy. You'll just add effect of something external. There's no freedom there. We're talking about freedom from the inside. Yeah, yeah freedom comes from choice. You always have choice from the inside. It doesn't feel like it, and you may have a story about the consequences, but if you're not present yeah, and telling your truth, then you're not going to get the outcome. Right, right. So this sort of... And we're very good, aren't we? And we've talked about this on previous episodes of going and finding the evidence for what we deem to be true. It's like, you know, this, my, my boss isn't going to accept this. Uh, the culture of the organization doesn't want us to go this way. And often we know why I'm coaching people. It's like, have, have you asked the question? What happens if you ask the question? Yeah. Guess what? People come back and say, oh, I got a completely different answer than I expected. We're very good at convincing ourselves, as you say, that it's going to be in the negative, that I'm going to get a pushback. Yeah, our beliefs create our experience. So absolutely, we'll gather evidence. And the three keys to self-leadership, you know, presence, purpose, 
and passion. Mm. Now, presence, as you know, I teach a lot of techniques about how to get present and stay present. Because presence is giving you all the information you need when you can be present with yourself in the moment. And it has an incredible impact on your organisation, which we'll talk about in, in relational leadership. Yet presence gives you the information to, am I coming from love or fear? Am I coming from resistance or flow? Am I coming from the not good enough yet or loving myself? All of this personal self-inquiry is only available when you get present with yourself. Notice your thoughts, notice your feelings, yeah, notice your words and your behaviour. Purpose, again, which we'll do another episode on, yeah, and there are many layers to purpose. In fact, I think on the Mojo podcast we did one some time ago, Rich. A very, a very popular episode, actually, yeah. Yeah. Not surprisingly yeah. on purpose, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I invite any of the listeners to think about leaders that left an influence on them. Yep. If they reflect on who were the leaders in your life, whether it was a teacher, a sport, a sporting leader, a business leader, normally they have a real clear sense of purpose. Yeah, not just their personal purpose, the organisational purpose, but also the purpose of what are we up to here? Yeah, what's the context of this? Yeah, mm. like presence and purpose go a long way to really influencing. And passion, you know, again, there's lots of books about inspirational leaders. And to me, interesting with passion because a lot of people say do what brings you passion and what I say is bring passion to what you do. Again, it's an inside-out job. Right. If you haven't cultivated the techniques, you have the ability to get present with yourself, to tap into your desires, to your longing, to your passion, yeah, then you're never going to experience true freedom. Yeah, And that's not leaving your job or leaving your business or leaving your marriage. This is an inside-out job. The techniques I teach, absolutely, it's passion for life. It's what we're here for. And as men, it's our deepest desire. Yeah, we want to bring that passion into every moment. And so if you can get present, align with your purpose and bring passion yeah, into all your interactions, I'd say you're going to be a pretty effective leader. Yeah. Again, just hear, hearing that, who wouldn't want to be in that, that place of having that, that greater influence, being more at effect? Uh, I was, you know, when you were talking about passion, I was thinking, yeah, maybe even get passionate about doing your invoices. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, it might not be your strength theory, but you know what? Great. I've done the, the 80% is, is in the bag. Now I can, I can bring a different type of energy to that 20%, uh, and see how that shows up. They might, you know, get them paid on time. You get paid on time. We've just done an episode about money, which people might want to go back and listen to. This yep. is all this is all tied up together. But those, yeah, those three areas provide a real um, again, we're talking about the the territory and, and the map, but a point of navigation, I think, for this area of self-leadership. So start there. And interesting, you know, the the thing about the shadow, and as your listeners know, the shadow is just a part of us that we haven't shone the light on. And normally the shadow will show itself through some sort of resistance. You know, we resist through our thinking, through our feelings. And so absolutely, like we did on the money episode, a lot of people resist parts of their role or parts of their business. Yeah, that's not leadership. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't mean you love the invoicing. It doesn't mean you're the best at the invoicing. 
yet you can still bring yeah passion you can still bring that deeper energetic to all aspects of your business because again you know going back to gratitude going back to energy that's it's all just energy yeah and i i think that's a again we, we talked about the clarity i think that's a really important point of clarity about true freedom and bringing that passion to areas that again it might not be your your number one uh port of call where you want to start off but it's it, it's it's important for that for that for the whole for everything flows together so i've got the energy to focus on my 80 percent, and i take care of the 20 i'm not i'm not ignoring it i'm not escaping it i'm not forgetting about it you know i'm just taking that as a very salutary lesson in what we mean by this true freedom and, and leadership yeah yeah so if you value your superpower your behavior is going to align again what we value is what we think is important yeah if you value your health you'll be exercising if you value your relationship you'll be spending time with those relationships yeah. and so this is where time management yeah, can be a useful tool but if you don't get underneath time management yeah then it's not sustainable it's like mm. work-life balance mm. yeah it, life is never in balance yeah when apollo 13 went to the moon it was never on a straight line it was constantly course correcting what sits underneath work-life balance what sits underneath time management is flow when you get present when you get in the flow cultivated from the inside out there's going to be times when you have to lean into some tough conversations as a leader there's going to be times when you don't have as much time for the children because you've got a big deal you've got to close there's going to be you know there's going to be times yet if you're in the flow you're going to be present with all of it so when you do have time with your children you're going to be present yeah, when you do have to close that big deal, you're going to be present. And that's the inside out. And then your behavior starts to align with what your values are, which is what's my superpower? And how much time am I spending with my family? How much time am I spending on my health? You know, the wheel of life, the Dharma wheel for men. It's pretty easy to map yeah, where your time's going on all the aspects of the Dharma wheel. Yet the way true freedom lives is I'm flowing through it. I'm not rigid going, I've got a half an hour here. I have to sit down and have a date night with you. And then I've got to go over here. <laughs> it can feel like that at times, but it's much more powerful if you can get underneath it and get in the flow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just getting this sense of a truer understanding of yourself back to the self-leadership bit. When you yeah. understand how you are showing up and how you can best influence, it all, it all starts from there. Should we change gears and move into the the relational leadership now that you, you you talked about? And again, I love how that's you know this is about connection uh, and direction. Um, yeah, I think you talked about. Yeah, fundamentally, so relational leadership, relational influence. Yeah, whether it's your children, your two beautiful boys, <laughs> yeah, your partner, your community, your business. Yeah, what we know is fundamentally it's driven by connection and direction. That's what we're looking for in relationship. And interesting, again, it's an inside-out job. So I can only fully connect with you if I'm fully connected with myself. And that's where presence lives. Yet to be fully connected with myself, I've got to be fully present with myself. 
Again, I've got to be aware of what's going on for me. Yep, thoughts, feelings, energy. From that place, and this is the power in relational leadership, all of the studies from all of the big corporates distill it down to a few key things. Yep. So when I'm present with you from the truest sense and I create that connection, I create safety, I create honesty, yep. And I create the ability to align yeah, with each other and with whatever the purpose or the vision of the business is. And interesting, you know, Google did their big study some time ago around healthy cultures. And the one thing they found yeah, was the healthiest cultures had wow. psychological safety or what I would call psychological and emotional safety, which comes from presence. We know this. When you are present, yeah, creating a safe, energetic field. And so I love that. And the, the thing with honesty, and we'll dive a little bit deeper, is you can't lead yeah, in a vacuum. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to have a feedback loop. And without honest feedback, I don't know any organisation, any sporting team, any relationship, intimate relationship yeah, that has been, that has flourished without the ability to give honest feedback. Not based on judgment, not based on blame. Yeah. Feedback from the place of this is what I'm experiencing. Yeah. This is this isn't working for me. This is working for me. If you can create safety and feedback, you will get alignment. Alignment to the vision, alignment to the culture, whatever that might be. Yeah. And what I'm getting here is this, you know, as 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 leaders, when we've when we've got we've done the work on self as I say to start with it's how we can bring that into whatever type of organization from a from a work point of view I guess for now and yeah I'm, I'm getting this this sense of this 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 very honest communication that is required that creates the safety creates the, the the honesty and I can I can give you that feedback and imagine what can come from that how healthy that can be when when judgment is taken out and guilt is taken out and fear is taken away yeah the potential is incredible yeah absolutely we know this we know this through systems that flourish relationships that flourish sincere honesty yeah truth you know and and really understanding truth and again there's another episode for us mm -hmm. in um in what truth is um and so from this place of connection, the other piece we're looking for in relationship is, is um, direction. And direction is fundamentally expectations. Mm. See, relationships are really simple. Communicate your expectations and have them met. So think about the wedding day, Rich, when you and Dee got married. Yep. Did you uh, communicate, here are my expectations for the next 40 years, please meet them. <laughs> well, I'm not even sure I knew what they were. <laughs> Gosh, we had some. Obviously, there are vows, aren't there? There are. You know, you, yeah. you're, you're making a commitment through through some vows, which I which I suppose those are. But yeah, no, yeah, really, yeah. <laughs> those lined up. <laughs> That's it. Yet every day you have expectations. Yeah. Yeah, and and those expectations shift all the time. And a lot of people say, oh, you know, I don't have any expectations. You know, it's only about needs. And I haven't met anybody who doesn't have expectations. I get the theory of the Buddha. 
the Buddha may be able to sit there without any expectations, but my experience, my reality is consciously or unconsciously, I have a bunch of expectations. Yeah, in relationship, of my team, in my business, I have an expectation that you're going to be on time when we organise a meeting. It's not good or bad. It's just a contract we have, an agreement we have. Yet if I'm not consistently communicating my expectations, there's no chance they're going to be met. There's no chance. Right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And now for, for me, there's there's a bit of a light bulb in terms of where you see, and in your own uh professional history really good leaders are not so good and the really good leaders are I, I see it's constant uh and consistent in their communication yep. it's really clear so I know where I stand you, I know what is so the expectation of me is and sh and when I meet that expectation uh there's some kind of maybe there's some kind of reward point at, at that point and where are not so good leaders they're not communicating or they're changing the goalposts yeah. are moving. I mean, one of the most frustrating things for anybody in an organization is, but I thought we were doing that. And now, and now this, when did that happen? Yep. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. If you think about, you know, effective communication, again, comes back to that place of being present. Now, when I work with clients, one of the feedback I get is I don't have time to be present. Have you seen my to-do list? Mm -hmm. Have you seen what I've got to get done this week? And I get all of that in the content. Yeah, remember, context creates meaning for the content. Yet what I know is that up to 80% of communication is mopping up miscommunication. <laughs> yeah. Think about how many times that email just shoots off somebody's desk, how many times you half communicate and expectations how many times you don't check in with what somebody's heard and we wonder why we're so busy and again working with many many leaders around the globe those that have cultivated presence realize that it's much more effective to be present yep and to communicate effectively than to be busy and distracted and to communicate ineffectively and interestingly you find you actually experience time differently right yeah you, yeah instead of that old you know i'm so busy a great analogy you know the two wood choppers yeah so they both go to the forest it's a plantation forest so it's recycled um and uh they both got a sharp axe at the beginning of the morning and away they go you know they've got a day's work here to chop down as many trees as they can and one guy just goes for it He's just chop, 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 chop. And the other guy, every hour, slows down, has a drink of water, does a few stretches, sharpens his axe. And we all know who cuts down more trees. Mm. And sharpening your axe is getting present, quietening the mind. Remember, 80,000 thoughts a day, most of them negative. Yeah, most leaders I know yeah, are running this frantic head, head bubble thinking 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 yeah ineffective communication they're not sharpening their axe because they're to-do list they got so many trees they got to chop down yeah instead of going oh maybe if i just sharpen my axe which is slow your thinking get present communicated more effectively give clear direction to my team yeah 
maybe there's a chance that we'll actually get those outcomes. Yeah. Yeah. It strikes me that this sort of, this illusion of the value of busyness, because that, you know, it has its own currency, is the enemy of true freedom and leadership. Because if you're chasing, yeah. well, this, you know, this organization values me being really occupied and busy. You're not going to get the right stuff done. You know, you're going to be off in yeah. the wrong part of the forest, right? <laughs> when you want to be over here when the, the trees are more valuable for you to, to, to cut down. That's that that's the sense that I get. Yeah. To this area. And, and come back to the 80-20 rule. I'd mm. say to any of the listeners who are busy, show me where your time's going. Yeah, are you adding value? Are you in the superpower, in the flow? Yeah, or are you just doing stuff? Now, I'm not saying any of this. It's simple, not easy. Yeah, because the first thing you have to do and the first thing I teach, as you know, Rich, is our thinking mind is like a very, very fast train. And if you want to stop a fast train, you don't jump out in front of it. you got to slow the train down and what I say to the listeners is you got to start to slow this thinking mind down 80,000 thoughts a day most of them are negative you've got to you know self-leadership starts with self-reflection you've got to create some time yep to slow this busy mind sharpen your axe start to become aware of your emotions yeah start to get present with yourself you know the studies around effective inverted commas leadership yeah what they did is they got some very uh, highly effective leaders to map their behavior for 30 days and to a t the most effective leaders all had at least a daily reflective practice at least once a day they stopped and they reflected now that doesn't necessarily mean sitting cross-legged meditating looking at the wall it can, yeah, it can be contemplation, it can be prayer, yeah, it's the ability to start to cultivate presence, yeah, and the relationship with yourself, yeah, and often they had did that twice a day, again, sharpening the axe, and, and the simple process for any of the listeners, firstly, mm-hmm. is, yeah, reflection is simply noticing how you showed up the day before in your life and certainly as a leader just doing some reflection how did i show up how did i show up in that meeting again you know getting a feedback loop helps you know but how did i show up what was my energy like was i distracted and then if you have if you can how how do i want to show up today how do i want to show up as a leader remember leadership isn't about doing leadership it's about being a leader from the inside out who do I want to be in that meeting? Do I want to be present? Do I want to be open? Yeah. Do I want to be clear? And again, these are just reflection points. And one of the great things that I remember um, Joe Dispenza, who a lot of the listeners would know, he talks a lot about you want to train your mind, train your body. And what he talks about is if you want to start creating yeah, the ability to get to know yourself, yeah, literally, just teach your body to sit in silence for five or 10 minutes a day. Like training a dog, just sit. Yeah, no distraction, just sit. Because your mind is going to race. Your mind is going to come up with every reason. I'm too busy. 
Yeah, my body's sore. Yeah, whatever it might be. Yet if you train your body, the body-mind connection, what happens is you'll start to slow that mind. It'll be racing, racing, yet you'll start to slow it. Then you start to get connected with more of yourself, which is what presence is all about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you you you, you beautifully preempted me there because I was I was about to ask, what are the practical tools? Okay, because we've we've set out the stool here, I think, for for what leadership is, the art of self-leadership how to cultivate it and, and the value of that when it comes on, I can, I can lead myself now, now relationally, how do I want to deploy that? Um, and this notion of, yes, it's got to just slow down. And because the, the, the busyness is not valuable. The, the, yeah. the, bus, the busyness is a lie, essentially. So yeah. where, is the, where is the truth? Um, and the truth is it's in my strengths and I need to spend more time there. And so how do I just slow it down? And, and I guess, yeah, in, in our being really practical about it, in you know, when most of us are back in the office, at least more often than we were, it's finding maybe those times. Of, how can I slow this day down? Because you know what the 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 words that often come back to me when I'm working with um, you know men, especially you know sort of senior leadership positions, is it's the hamster wheel. I'm just constantly spinning, constantly spinning, constantly yeah. chasing. So how do I slow down? Yeah, that's it. And it's interesting when people hear slow down, they think they're going to be less productive or less effective. Mm. This is where flow comes in. Again, to use the sporting analogy, you watch elite sports people. It's like everything slows down around them. You talk to them, you, I coach them. It's like every, they see everything differently. They're three steps ahead of the rest of the team because they're present and in the flow and so if you can cultivate this you know which effectively starts by slowing down getting in the flow you'll be much more effective because what you do is see we perceive the world make decisions and think we're influencing primarily from our thinking mind particularly in in the western world yeah and remember the hindu saying our thinking mind is a fantastic servant it's a terrible master so when you're only perceiving from your thinking mind, you've chopped off from the neck down all of these other incredible relational tools, perception tools, influential tools, intuitive tools, all mm. of this other system, the human system that you become present with. Yep. And you start to realise that, ah, my heart, you know, the heart math studies are incredible. When you walk into your room, into a room, your heart is interpreting so much more than your thinking mind about what's going on in the room. Is this safe? Is this not safe? Yeah. Is there something else going on here? What's the energy? What's the emotions? And then your intuition. Yes. Again, working with senior leaders, sports people, yeah, entrepreneurs, often they have real access to their gut feel, to their intuition. They make much quicker, more effective decisions because they're not caught in their heads and so these are all the benefits of the ability to as you say slow down get more present start to perceive the world through all the other senses that are available yeah and remember coming back to influence and freedom your influence will be greater and more effective you will feel more in the flow and freer and you'll be amazed you'll be amazed 
at how your team will respond differently. I was working with a senior um, COO in a very large organisation. And after several sessions where he really committed to his practice, you know, the team came up to him in the meeting and said, we don't know what's going on, but it, it just feels so different. It's great. <laughs> you feel calmer. <laughs> we feel clearer. You know, and all he'd done is just followed 10 minutes a day, just doing the practice. Yeah. And people people know this. The energetic exchange is going on all the time. Isn't that, isn't that amazing? Again, we started this with self-leadership but of course it, it's it, I mean, this ripple effect is what i'm seeing is it comes out and out and out it affects everybody uh, around you in terms of how you can you know you know the, the, i guess the why of this is yeah obviously the, around around freedom but there's about higher performance there's about reaching potential and if you can do that those things are at your fingertips they're available to you when you make that i say when you when you make that choice around what leadership means to you and how to how to grasp it wow and i think you know realizing you have choice is important as well the hamster wheel yeah the experience of the hamster wheel is effectively i'm at effect of the world yeah it's the clients it's the staff it's the ceo it's the whatever yeah and as soon as you become at effect of the world yeah at some level you've gone into victim yeah Right. Yeah, something's happening to me. Yep, and of course we've got the great drama triangle. You'll be playing in the victim, persecutor, rescuer somewhere in there. And so anybody who's experiencing feeling like they're on the hamster wheel, yeah, what you're really saying to yourself is, I've got no choice. Yeah, I'm the victim here of whatever's going on externally, and nothing wrong with that. It's just if it's not giving you the outcome, then the opportunity is to come over to the place of choice. Yeah, to a different paradigm where you can be at cause. Yeah, and it starts with the inside out. You will change your experience off the hamster wheel. Yeah, if you start to change your internal experience. Remember, change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Wonderful. And I, yeah, I'd, I'd love it, if, you know, one thing if, if some of the listeners to this who are on that uh, metaphorical hamster wheel can feel like they can just get off it. Because as I say, have a, we have a choice to do that and just on that rich it's not even leave it's not leaving your job yeah no the yeah the choice no. is yeah coming from the inside out just want to make that clear it could be leaving yeah. your job it may yeah. not be but yeah yeah well and, and what you said earlier come back to that it's 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 bring, bringing that passion to what you're doing because you yeah. can do it whether whether it's the invoicing whether it's working with someone you have a you know have a, have a more challenging relationship with if you step into that that presence and bring that passion, I think you're gonna have a much just a more enjoyable time. And you know, fundamentally, if it, if it's in a in a work context, if we're enjoying our work more, there is more freedom. There is more freedom. And the beauty is you have freedom to choose that. Like if our listeners can just get, I get to cultivate my internal states. Mm. Nothing outside of me can make me in commas, feel anything. I choose my feelings. Yeah, I choose my response. I choose my energetic system. And just that shift is so empowering. That awareness. Yeah. Yeah. Be the leader you want to be. Yes. Be the leader you want yeah. to be. That's our message. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, as, as I was saying, you know, I think there's a there's a there's so much we could go into here, but we're going to leave it in a in a containable episode for everybody to go and digest it. As we say, please 
play with it, think about it, reflect on it, share it, and leave your thoughts uh, by means of contacting the show or, or via review. We'd really appreciate that. So once again, Bodhi, I always want to thank you for your for your wisdom and your time and sharing that all with us today. Yeah, thanks so much, um, Rich. And yeah, really support the listeners to find that flow. Yeah, and yeah, as you say, be the best version of themselves. Thanks, Bodhi. Thanks, Rich.